This is the Living Lovely podcast all about spirituality, manifestation, and the law of attraction. I'm here to help you break through and change your mindset so that you can be living the life you've always dreamed of. We keep it really real here and we share powerful changes that we can use from our past and present and really transmute our pain into power. I am so grateful that you are here and so proud that you are embarking on this journey and I am here to guide you. So now let's start living lovely. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Living Lovely Podcast. This is podcast number four. I am actually filming at night, which I've never done before, and I'm also filming on my bed because that's what I'm manifesting, like just whipping out my microphone, whipping out my laptop, and just recording in the comfiness of my bed. But I have a really sensitive microphone, so you may hear dogs barking. It may not have the best quality. We're going to just go with it and see. Definitely let me know your feedback if anything bothers you. Even if I like move my hands, it picks up on my mic. So we're going to go ahead and get into today's episode. I actually really love like the nighttime vibe because I feel like at night, I really have like an openness more so than during the day. You know, during the day, I'm a mom. I have three kids, if you guys don't know, ages 10 all the way down to 10 months. And then I also have a almost four-year-old, almost said four-month-old, an almost four-year-old. Her birthday is on Christmas. So I'm very busy during the day. When it comes to recording a podcast, it can be hard because I have to like switch my mind off from being a mom, being a wife, doing all that stuff to like talking about a subject. So it can be a little difficult. So nighttime is nice because it's like seven, what is it? It's 7.37 at night. Both of the kids are in bed. My son is actually at his dad's for the weekend, for actually the week, um, Thanksgiving week right now. So it's really nice to just like do this. So hopefully the sound isn't too bad. I'm going to go ahead and listen to it back really quick and then we'll get going. All right, so I think we're good, and I literally caught myself saying filming because, you know, YouTube, okay, we're not filming, we're recording, so forgive me if I say filming, that's going to take a little time to get used to. So yes, let's go ahead and get into today's episode. It is all about limiting beliefs, and I love talking about this. I'm so, so passionate about this topic because this is what really blocks things or makes things move faster towards us when we're trying to manifest. So everyone has limiting beliefs, myself, everybody, okay? I do too, and I'm working on mine just as you may want to start working on yours. And we have limiting beliefs that we are conscious of, which you may hear some when we get into it, that you're like, oh shoot, I say that, or oh shoot, I think that, or uh, I do that. Or you may hear people around you maybe say these things or do these things. Um, A lot of these things also can be subconscious. And that's the tricky one because there's a lot of things we do say, act, react, feel subconsciously. And sometimes we don't even realize we're doing it, right? It's unconscious. So how can you, you know, break a limiting belief if it's uh, subconscious, which I will definitely help you guys kind of uncover that as much as we can in a podcast, obviously. Um, But I will give you guys some other tips and tools as well. So most of the limiting beliefs that I hear often are around money. Um, I asked you guys over on Instagram, I did a poll of like, what area of life do you feel like you need to focus on more? 
And one of those options was money and career. And that was the highest poll, which I was not surprised because money makes the world go round, okay? And is that a limiting belief right there? (laughs) It could be. It could be to some people. But money is very important, obviously. We need money to survive. We need money in society. And money is sort of demonized in our society, which is like not helpful and not great for manifestation. And it's not a, a surprise that the media and our society has demonized money so that people like you and me think it's evil, okay? Like money is the root of all evil. That's a limiting belief that you may hear people say. Or money doesn't buy happiness. That's another one. Um, You may hear these like little sayings that are negative around, you know, being rich. You know, oh, all rich people are corrupt. You know, that's a limiting belief. If you truly believe that all wealthy people are corrupt, are you going to be wealthy? No. And the reason why this is like so important is because our ego, okay? We all have an ego, and our ego keeps us safe. So biologically, that is what our ego is for. So back in the times when we really needed our ego to keep us safe, like if there was a bear or some sort of predator about to attack us, we need our ego to be like, oh shit, there's danger, fight, flight, or freeze, okay? I think maybe we've all heard that term. That is something biologically that our brain does when we are in survival mode, okay? We either fight, we flight, or we freeze, okay? That is a biological standpoint. So how does this relate to manifestation and money? You're probably like, okay, what what does that have to do with anything? So if you believe that money is the root of all evil, what kind of emotion do you feel from that? Does it bring up fear when you look at your bank account? Do you feel stressed and worried when you think about money? If money makes you feel unsafe, If having money, if looking at money in your bank account, if spending money, if it brings up these negative emotions, that response in your brain to fear, the ego is not going to allow more of it to come because it is now processing that money is a danger and our ego wants to keep us safe. So you're going to repel things consciously and subconsciously away from you to keep you safe. I just got the chills. Every time I get the chills when I'm talking, I know that it's meant to be said and that there's somebody out there that's like, okay, and it's hitting somebody. So it's very, very important to look at money in a very neutral way. This has changed everything for me. And this not this is not just with money. I love to be neutral about everything. It has really, really changed how I react to all the stressful things in my life. It takes practice because, girl, I am a very impulsive, reactive, deep person, just like as is. And especially when I'm upset, I can just like go and go and go. Like I just, this like energy of feeling hurt and upset can come out and I can just talk about it for hours like it's kind of bad (laughs) and I'm working on it okay so I've really been learning to just stay neutral now staying neutral is different than the embodiment and the feeling and the gratitude like we talked about in the last episode staying neutral is a great practice 
when it comes to things that maybe make you feel a little anxious or a little on edge, like money or maybe like if you want to be on social media, but you're like petrified of putting yourself out there. Stay neutral about it. Just think neutrally and don't let the fears and all the mind stuff stop you from doing what you want. Our mind really stops us from doing things that we truly want to do at a soul level. If there is something you want to do and you're like really called to do it and it won't stop nagging you to do it, you probably need to do it, okay? And unfortunately, a lot of us are so paralyzed by fear and by judgment and we're scared of what people are going to think. This is all made up in your mind, okay? This isn't real. You are creating this energy and this fear around things to keep you safe, to keep you in the same spot. And that's what your ego does. The ego isn't necessarily bad. I think like a lot of times you may hear like, oh, the ego's terrible, but the ego's not, okay? Again, staying neutral about it. It just wants to keep you safe. So if getting on Instagram and going live provokes fear in your body, like anxiety and actual fear, is your ego going to want you to do that? No, it's going to try and revert you to do to go back and to be safe. I hope that makes sense. So when it comes to money, it's really, really important to learn to start being neutral. And again, this takes practice. So if you find yourself getting stressed out when you check your bank account or spend money, I really, really challenge you to be neutral. So when you open your bank account, just really stay neutral. If things come up, just say, nope, I'm okay. It's okay. We're just checking the bank account. When you start going in that spiral of, oh my God, what is this? What did I spend? Okay, what's this bill coming up? When are we getting paid? How much is it? Like, And you put all that energy and it's just going around and around. It's swirling all that negativity around it. It's not going to bring any more to you. It's very important to just be open and neutral. So we need to retrain our brain, okay, and our thoughts and our limiting beliefs. So when you open your bank account, be grateful for what's in there. Instead of freaking out and worrying about all the shit that's maybe getting spent and coming out, be so grateful that each payment that you are making is paid for by you, by your husband, by your family, that you guys have an income coming in, that you guys have a beautiful home. It's really changing your mindset to stop worrying about all the crap and start being grateful about what's actually right in front of you. It's like, yes, we can worry about all these things all the time, but why would you want to sit there and be in that energy when you can be in a grateful place for everything you do have? And that's the sad thing. I think we're so trained to always be worrying. We're always freaking out about this and that. It's just so draining. And I used to be like this. And don't get me wrong. I still am like this sometimes. I am not perfect whatsoever. I am not this expert by any means. But I am telling you, becoming grateful for literally everything has changed my life. I remember when I first really started doing this, this was when we lived in the trailer a few years ago, I really started to practice gratitude. Every time I took my son to school in the morning, I'd get in my car and I would start saying how grateful I am for this damn car, how grateful I am that I can afford gas, 
how grateful I am for the sweater I was wearing, for my purse that I had. I just started pointing out every little thing, my son in the back seat, my health, my husband. And when you start just pointing out all the things as small as your nail polish or your hair or your whatever, it literally doesn't matter. When you just start going, 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 I'm telling you, it is always the medicine to get out of the negative, anxious funk. Just try it. Anytime you feel yourself getting into that like sinking feeling and that routine of negativity and worrying, start doing the gratitude list. Just start looking around you and saying, I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for this. I'm so grateful. And just keep going. And I am telling you, you're going to feel a billion million times better. It works every single time. And when you start training yourself every single day to start being grateful for the hot shower that you have, for the clothes that you have, for the car that you drive, whether this car is what you want or not, and you're just grateful that you have a fucking car, I'm telling you, it changes everything. You start becoming a happier person when you start being grateful for everything you have around you. So I wanted to talk about some limiting beliefs that are my actual old personal limiting beliefs. I want to go through them so that you can understand that they're not just little sayings like money is money is in everything and all those stupid ass ones. Um, I'm going to share with you guys some actual ones that were mine and you may relate to some of these. So one of them, this is like one that I'm still, I wouldn't say I'm still working on. I just recently really have fixed this one and it is, it takes a long time to be successful. This is something we hear in society that it takes a while to be wealthy or to become at a comfortable place. Some people may believe that they never will be at a comfortable place. This is always the way things will be. Those are limiting beliefs that are keeping you small and keeping you where you're at and keeping you safe so that you don't have to feel unsafe by doing something different, okay? Uh, Another one I had is I had to get a degree to make a lot of money. I had this limiting belief for a long time and it's not true. I think of uh, Katie Hearn. If you guys follow her family on Instagram, she just posted Instagram posts of herself working out and she has a huge successful business businesses. She is the creator of Alani Nutrition and the energy drinks that I love. And she and her husband always talk about how they both have no degrees and no formal training, and they have these huge businesses that are very successful. So you don't need a degree to be successful whatsoever. I actually believe that degrees keep us small, and you only can go so high when you have a degree, which that's the part I don't love. So uh, yeah, had that one. Um, you have to work hard to go places in life. This is a big one. A lot of people think that you have to hustle and work really, really hard to be successful. And that's just not true. There's lots of people who sure put in a lot of effort into their businesses, but you don't have to physically drain yourself and hustle and do the damn grind all the time to be wealthy and successful. It's not true. It's not true at all. If you want it to be true, it will become true to you, okay? That's what a limiting belief is. It's creating these ideas and these beliefs in our head and becoming and making them become true is what I'm trying to say. So any of these that you truly wholeheartedly believe in will become true for you and your reality. 
So if you say, oh, I got to work so fucking hard to get somewhere. I got, I'm going to work as hard as I can to get to the top. Okay. Now, since you've put that out there, you now do have to work as hard as you can to get to the top versus someone who may say, I make money easily. I only have to work five hours a week. I get on my computer once a week and or once a day, do a little work, you know, go to the spa, relax, take a nap. And I still make, you know, 5k every single month. It's all about how you frame it and whatever that means to you, whatever that feels good to you. So really, really think about how you would want to live your life and how you want to start reprogramming your belief systems. And don't ever think that things sound stupid or like that'll never happen. That right there is another limiting belief. If you don't feel like it can happen to you, it's not going to. So another limiting belief that I had that I actually didn't really realize I had was the fear of being judged for having money. And this comes from my childhood because I, oh my gosh, I was conditioned a lot as a kid, which, you know, we all are. Our parents aren't bad people. I mean, some some aren't. But our parents put these belief systems on us. So we have to really decipher what is ours and what is true to ourselves at a deep level. Or is this a condition from society, from my friends, from my parents, from my childhood? You have to really decide for yourself, is this a true belief for me? And that one was being wealthy would make people judge me. Having nice things would make people not like me. That was another one. I was almost like afraid for people to come see our new home because I thought they were going to think, oh, we're stuck up now. We think we're better than people. I was afraid. I had these like weird fears and anxiety around people seeing our new house and not liking us anymore because of it. Isn't that so weird? It was strange. It was like all of a sudden, like I finally had this nice, beautiful home, but then I was like ashamed of it slightly or I was like the fear of it. It was just so new for me because I grew up in apartments my entire life. I grew up with a single mom that didn't have a lot of money. So it felt uncomfortable to be in such a big, nice house. And then I, you know, projected that onto everyone around me thinking, oh, now I'm going to be bad and no one's going to like me because of this. And you'd be surprised your desires are not coming to you because of things like this. You don't even realize it's there. You're like, no, I want to make a lot of money. No, I definitely do. But you don't even realize that possibly you making a lot of money may make you feel like you have too much pressure on you. I remember a limiting belief that I had was if I become really successful with my YouTube channel, I'm going to be so busy. I'm not going to be able to be a good mom anymore. I'm not going to be a good wife anymore. It's going to be too much. It's going to be too chaotic. It's going to be too overwhelming. So guess what? That shit didn't happen. It's not going to happen because of that limiting belief. So it's really important to sit down and get a piece of paper out, write down your desire And truly think about having it right now. And if you feel a little bit of fear, anxiety come up around it, jot it down. Why? Where is it coming from? Don't let the ego just go, oh yeah, I do want it. No, I definitely, no. Let yourself sit with it for real. Like if you're going to have this life today, how does it feel? Is it scary to be a CEO, CEO to you? Is that overwhelming to think that you may have employees and have to pay salaries of people and all that pressures on you? These are real limiting beliefs that can stop our desires from happening that we don't even realize we have. 
just like the house. It brought on shit that I was like, whoa, I didn't even know I had this. I had no clue that I was worried about people judging me for it. So these things can be very deep and subconscious and we don't even realize it until it's in our hands. This next limiting belief almost makes me kind of angry, but again, this was how I was conditioned as a kid. And it basically is people who work out and look really good and have nice, you know, physiques are self-centered. I was told that so often as a kid that people who are beautiful and good looking, they're actually ugly. That's what I was told by my mom. God bless you, mom, but I don't know why you told me that shit. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I had this like thing for a long time that, you know, looking good is self-centered. And if we think that, if we actually think, okay, if looking good and taking care of myself is going to make me self-centered, I don't want to be self-centered. Like, I don't want people not to like me. So we're going to push that away from us, even though it's a positive thing. Working out and taking care of yourself is great. It's not self-centered. I'm sure, obviously, there's people out there who have nice bodies and are self-centered, but that doesn't make everybody that way. It was a limiting belief I had as a kid up until I was an adult for so long. I didn't even realize I was like pushing that away. And if you guys don't know, I've had issues with my weight. So it's become this like subconscious childhood work that I've had to do with my weight and with alcohol too. That was another one. Like it really brought up the shit from the past. And I want to do a whole episode about childhood because I haven't even hit you guys with the childhood stuff quite yet. But our childhood and the shit we go through and the shit that's said to us by our parents has a huge, and I mean huge, impact on how we act, how we live our lives, who we are, and quotations, because half the shit that is really you isn't you. It's the way your parents trained you to be and conditioned you to be. And you have to take the responsibility to take all those layers of conditioning off and say, is this actually a belief for me? Is this true to me and my heart and my soul? Or is this my mom? Or is this my dad? Or is this my friend? Or is this my boss? Or, you know, whoever. It is so fucking powerful when we start really tuning into ourselves and saying, no, this is not me. This is something they put on me. And I don't believe this. And it can really trigger and bring up a lot of fear. Again, fear of rejection from our parents. You know, we want to please our mommy and daddy, even when we're adults. Doing this inner work is not a joke, okay? It is real, and it's going to affect you in such a real, positive, powerful way. But I'm also going to tell you, there will be people around you that will not like it, sadly, sadly. It's been one of the hardest things that makes me emotional, and I don't want to cry. (laughs) but it makes me very emotional because this work is so fucking important to me and I am so sick of living my life sad, depressed, people-pleasing, worried about others. I'm so sick of the unworthiness that I felt for so long of being me. You know, I was told to be quiet and stop talking and you're too much, you're too loud so much as a kid that I lost my voice. I was like, I was like a non-speaker when I was like 
an early teen. I like didn't talk. I was so shy. And it's not who I really am. Like I'm a fucking talker. And yeah, I'm just so passionate about doing this work because we all freaking deserve it. Sorry, I'm getting like really mad. I'm like, see, it's like I'm mad, but I'm really passionate. And I I have such a passion to help you listening to also uncover this for yourself because you deserve it. I know if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have been through some shit, okay? And I'm here to encourage you and guide you in a way that's going to bring the power back into your hands and say fuck off to all those people who did things to you, who said things to you, who made you feel worthless, okay? That is what this work that I do is about. I truly, okay, okay. I truly believe I am on this planet to help guide others to move through their pain, to transmute their power, and to start living their life to their fucking terms. Not their moms, not their dads, not anybody's, but themselves. Because I know what it's like to want to please everyone and put yourself down at the bottom of the fucking totem pole. We don't do that shit here anymore. And it's going to piss people off. And it's sad, but you know what? You have to live your life for you. I am telling you, when you step into this power, your life is going to fucking unfold in such a positive way, I can't even begin to tell you. I am so excited to announce a few things that I have been working on for months now to help you with this. It is so powerful, so transformative. I cannot wait to share it with you guys. So definitely follow me on Instagram. That'll probably be the first place, if not, well, yeah, that'll be the first place I'll announce everything. And then also here on the podcast. But guys, like this is some real shit and your life will fucking change if you do the work. If you make it more important to yourself and you really promise you, I'm going to start living for myself and you stop worrying about all the noise and all the just shit and you start doing shit for yourself, I'm telling you, your life is going to unfold and open up in the most beautiful, positive way. It will blow your mind. It has done it to me and it has done it to my husband who was a huge skeptic for a long time about manifestation. When we first met, he did not believe in this shit at all, guys. My husband is a Scorpio and he's very factual okay he lives in a reality here on earth and after teaching my husband about manifestation he tripled his income in less than a year it was crazy and once once he did that he was like fuck i can't i can't say this isn't real and now my husband god i love him so much is so spiritual that he teaches me things He brings me back down to earth when I'm fucking going off. It is so beautiful. I know I mentioned this before and I will do a whole episode on how to help the people around you maybe become more spiritual, but you have to remember also, it is a promise to you first. Yes, we want all the people we love to come with us on this fucking ride, but sometimes you will have to realize that it's not your place to drag them along. You can show them by being you and show and live as an example and they will come along if they are ready. 
But again, I'll do a whole episode on that because I have a lot to say on it. So another limiting belief that I had was having big goals or big desires made people laugh at me like my mom. When I was a kid, I always loved MTV Cribs. Like the the houses, I've always been so drawn to like mansions and just like designer shit and Louis Vuitton and a Cadillac Escalade was my favorite car when I was like 14 and still is and I'm manifesting one right now. Um, yeah, so I loved just like super luxurious shit, even when I was a kid. And my mom was like, uh, excuse me, like, how ridiculous are you? She shot down my dreams a lot when I was a kid because she would look around. We're living in this little apartment. She's like a single mom, barely making any money. And here I am talking about freaking mansions and private planes and whatnot at, you know, 10 years old. And she's just like, okay, like you're ridiculous. But that right there, like it is a true desire of mine. I love that shit. And I truly believe anybody can have it because I see people all the time having them on TV. So why can't I, right? And that's the shift is not worrying about what people think and going after what you fucking want. So another thing that you may hear, and I see this one a lot, a lot, a lot, people say, people think, and it's people who have money, you know, seemingly have, you know, a decent amount of money or live comfortably and they want more money or they want to do more. Now they're greedy. I hate that. It's not true. Okay. Wanting a lot of money isn't greedy because when you have a lot of money, you can do a lot of shit. Okay. And I'm pretty sure most people who are good people who have a lot of money, even bad people, you know, they do it too. They invest their money they donate their money. And when you have so much money, you're going to give it away. You're just so abundant that you give it away. And that, oh my gosh, I just got reminded. Start giving your money away. Not a lot of it. Don't get me wrong here. If you want to be abundant, act abundant. People with abundance share their money. They tip. They see somebody on the side of the road. They give a dollar. Always do it in a place of graciousness and gratefulness that, oh my gosh, if you feel like you see someone that needs a dollar, give it to them. Tip people. Give your money away. It shows the universe that you are abundant, okay? And do it in a place of love, not of fear or, oh, I shouldn't be doing this, but I'm doing it anyways. And don't do it out of your means either. I'm not saying spend all your fucking money and give it all away, but you know, act abundant. If you want to buy a $5 coffee every single day and you have the means for it and it makes you feel abundant, do it. If tipping somebody 10 bucks here and there for delivering your groceries, do it. I'm telling you, that was a really hard one for me in the beginning when it came to money was tipping people. Like I always tipped people, but like tipping them more than you're supposed to or giving my money away. That was a huge, huge limiting belief. It felt very like, ugh, it's hard. It's hard to like give someone a little extra. And that may be ringing true for you as well. But I'm telling you, just do it in your means, of course, never like extravagant here, but do it in your means and you'll start to feel really, really good. And it helps bring in that abundance to you because you're acting as if you're already wealthy by doing that. Now, sure, it's not on the same scale, but it's the energy, the energy of it. 
All right, so we're going to talk about one more limiting belief that I have that's not money related. It's more about yourself. And I had this limiting belief that being happy and positive all the time was actually really annoying to people. And I'm sure, you know, that it does annoy people because happy, cheerful, positive people do piss off people who are negative. And it annoys people to see other people happy because they're not, right? So I want to kind of touch on something. You may have heard the term toxic positivity. And I I get where it comes from. It comes from a place of trying to always be positive all the time and not allowing your feelings and yourself to be validated for anything in your situation. And don't get me wrong, like I definitely feel like you should always validate how you feel in a situation, but it's not letting yourself run off with it, okay? That's the, that's the balance here. It's, yes, that hurt my feelings, that bothered me, but I'm not going to just like spiral out of control and like let it consume me, basically. It's having a moment for those feelings feeling it, understanding it, and then letting it go. So the whole toxic positivity thing, now it's like a trend to like throw that word out there. And it almost like demonizes being positive. (laughs) And it's not surprising yet again that people want to demonize even positivity because that's where our world is. People want to stay the same. It's hard for people to grow. It's hard for people to really go within and heal because healing hurts. So a lot of times it's easier to say to stay angry, bitter, jealous, competitive. It's easier and it's very addictive to the brain to live off these emotions instead of facing them and changing them, which the brain and the mind and the body is going, oh shit, wait, we're, we're not doing this like we always do? You know, so-and-so just called you up and is talking shit about their boyfriend again and you don't want to like get all the dirt and just start gossiping again? Like what, what? No, we want to know, we want to know. You'll like feel yourself like you can't not know instead of just saying, oh hey, like I'd rather not talk about so-and-so today. Like do you mind you know, how are you doing? You know, you try to like switch the conversation because talking bad about people is only going to bring your energy down, okay? So I really get where the whole toxic positivity thing comes from. I do. I, I do understand it. But just don't ever let it make you feel like you're being toxic by being positive. I think that's the message I'm really trying to convey. Um, Because I definitely feel that way sometimes. Like, do people think I'm being toxic because I'm positive? I mean, I would hope not, but I'm sure people definitely will use that one to their advantage because, again, demonizing good, healthy things is common, unfortunately. So I'm going to go ahead and end the podcast here. I feel like I really touched on a lot of things. I hope you found this helpful, and I really, really encourage you to sit down, with your desires, go one by one and really like close your eyes and think if this was happening right now. Like, do you feel a little fear being provoked? And don't think about it too much. Just 
let it come out and write it down and where do you think it's coming from? Really dissect it. If this was your life tomorrow, if you had to wake up and live this life tomorrow, notice any negative feelings that are coming up and really sit with them and uncover them and try to adjust them to really fit the narrative that you are safe to have these things. It is safe to be wealthy. It is safe to be successful. It is safe to be in love. It is safe to really do what you want to do with your life. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and I will see you guys in the next one. Bye!